7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Masia. And a very good evening. Welcome to Sport On with myself, uh, Tabiso Mosea, Sport On SAFM and Luyolom Kalipi producing. And as we continue our series of the state of sport in South Africa, tonight we will be talking about boxing. I think it's a big one, the sleeping giant of SA Sport for me. Things not looking good on all fronts at the moment, uh, but we'll find out from the experts where things have gone wrong or is it as bad as it looks on the outside. But before that discussion, our hardworking SABC sports team, as usual, has compiled the top stories of the day and we'll start off with football where Kaiser Chiefs chairman Kaiser Mutawung finally spoke on record about the state of affairs at Amakosi and is not happy and says changes will definitely be made. Veli Lembuli caught up with him. Fortunately time is, 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 is not on our side for, for this season but I'm hopeful that uh, the next season as, as we look back to, the, to this past season now the next season will, will actually things will work, work work out better. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of changes, not necessarily uh, on the playing staff, but uh, there might be a f- one a few changes in the playing staff. But also, we have to look at the whole structure of of of, of, of the team and the technical staff as such, without making any uh, decisions at this point in time. We obviously have to work towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, we are not in a position now to introduce drastic changes because uh, it does not make sense because we just at the end of the season and uh, we have to make sure we, 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 we do the right things and take the right decisions. Mm-hmm. And then when you mean technical structure, just the last one, Chairman, just to simplify it, um, you mean technical team, coaching, or maybe even technically the way the club operates? No, no, no. In a nutshell, what I'm saying is we have to evaluate our position at this point in time and look at where we went wrong. And once we have identified our weak points, we can then be able to say this is where we want to want to go. And these are the areas that need to be to be addressed without looking at any specific area, but just to say where have we gone wrong and where are we weak at the moment. And you make changes. And then we'll make appropriate changes at the, at the appropriate time. Loud and clear there, Kaiser Mutawong Senior, Chincha Guluva. Well, Velila also caught up with Chiefs midfield strongman Willard Katsande, who says it's going to be sad and difficult to see some of his teammates departing at the end of the season, but he does understand that changes have to be made. The meeting was uh, a heads up and also to regroup in terms of uh, bad performance and going to the next game. The last, actually, the last four games, we just need to give our quality performances, and also, I mean, to you know, in, in when, after four games, there's a lot which is going to happen, and a lot of good will change. So, who knows if you give your best and finish up uh, those four games on a high note and finish the next on a high note, no, nobody knows what tomorrow holds. We just need to give our performances professionals as usual. I think more. it's the second time, you know, the, the, the other time it was when we, we lost to Sundowns 4-1 in MTN 8, you know, the feeling was bad. And this one, you know, we were playing at home and losing with so much margin after grinding some results with the previous two matches. Obviously, it's, 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 it's a huge setback and it's hard to swallow and something which is going to go down in history books, whether you like it or not, it's something which is going to be remembered like as... As, as the worst performance in, in, in Kaiser Chiefs colors. So, but like I said, there's nothing we can do to affect whatever happened yesterday. We can try to, to affect what's going to happen in the future, which is try to, to regroup and bounce back. Skatsanda, they're reflecting on that 3-0 loss at the hands of Chipa. Then that bizarre story we told you about yesterday of a former Black Leopards coach being arrested and put in jail. Our reporter, Letabo Khanyako, filed this latest update for us. Mwepe could not confirm the identity of the man still as he is yet to make his first court appearance. However, a new date of 24 April 2018 has been set for the accused to appear in the same court. The coach is accused of stealing car keys belonging to the club in November last year following his dismissal for poor run of form in the National First Division. A case of theft was then opened against him in February this year. However, he was only apprehended on Tuesday. 
Wednesday. Meanwhile, efforts to get a comment on this latest developments from Leopard spokesperson Peri Ramuninua were unsuccessful. Letabokhanyawa, SABC Sport, Bolokwane. So the coach is out today. He was in jail yesterday. He's out now. Uh, but the cases you can hear there is still going on. And then at, on the Gold Coast of Australia, the Commonwealth Games, Clarence Munyai, the 20-year-old South African SA 200-meter record holder, has taken to Twitter to actually reveal his doctor's note and confirm that he was suffering from a hamstring injury in that men's 200-meter final where he finished uh, in fifth place there, uh, Clarence Munyai. And he says he won't take part in the relay due to this injury. Hobbling a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of had some problem which I got yesterday in the final. And then today I just thought it would hold. I came into the home space. It kind of pulled and I was like, I knew I would keep up with these guys because these guys were quick. I had to run. But I'm happy I finished the race because it's my first final. You didn't, didn't hurt it further. It's very painful. So there you have it was very painful, he says, Clarence Munyai, but he did run. And if you saw that race, you could tell that he was a bit uncomfortable, uh, young Clarence there. And we wish him a speedy recovery. We do need him as one for the future. And if you missed it, Team SA has asked Athletics SA to take up Anaso Jobodwana's disqualification with the IAAF after their appeal was dismissed. Team SA had initially appealed the decision to disqualify Jobodwana from the 200-meter semis due to a false start. But the jury of appeal says the right call was made, adding that it regrets the appeal of the SA team. And today there were six medals bagged on day eight. Team SA's tally is now 32. These includes, uh, include bronze for Wenda Nell in the women's 400-meter hurdles final. She came home in 54.96 seconds there. So that's what's making headlines in the world of sport today. When we, uh, after this break, we're going to talk boxing as promised. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Hashtag SAFM Sport on on Twitter, SPORT. Remember that. And our line's always open on this show, 0891-104-207. And you can also tag SAFM Radio on social media. Uh, before I introduce my guests and we get into the state of boxing in South Africa, let's hear from Zolani Tete. He's leaving for Belfast tomorrow for his big fight. You know, I can't wait to get inside the ring and fight. Tomorrow I'm leaving to Belfast uh, to fight against uh, Omar Navarez to defend my title. I'm prepared. I'm ready for the fight. Whatever he brings, I'm going to take it back to him and I'm going to add more and take him out. And uh, what kind of training do you undergo when preparing for a fight against uh, an experienced boxer like Navarez? You know, we've put through uh, hard work in the gym. Uh, We've been working so hard for eight weeks now. All sorts of kind of sparring partners. Uh, I want to thank them as well because today I'm as sharp as nail. Because I've been working with them, they've been helping me. I can't wait to get inside the ring and take Navajas out. So that is uh, Zolani Tete then last born talking about his fight and he leaves tomorrow and he's also released a statement to say that he's going to visit uh, the home of the late Mamawini Matikizela Mandela tomorrow just to go draw inspiration and route to the UK on uh, Friday and he's invited the members of the media to join him there. He arrives in Jobek uh, in the early hours of uh, tomorrow and then he will uh, go there Zolani Tete. And on that note let's welcome on the line uh, Lois Omkia, Zolani Tete's trainer a man of many many talents, many positions all protocol observed, Loyu Somkia. Good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. Thank you very much. And good evening to you and uh, In studio, we're joined by a boxing trainer, Colin Nathan Nomaganjani mm-hmm. from the Hot Box Gym. Colin, good evening. Thank you for joining us. It's actually it's the first time you and I have actually met. Yes. So I've heard the voice. <laughs> We've done a lot of work over the years together. Yeah. So it's an absolute pleasure meeting you. And good evening to the listeners. Pleasure Thanks is all mine, sir. Thank you very much. And Malibongwe Bido. Uh, boxing journalist, thank you very much for joining us in studio, sir. Okay, thank you for having me in the show. Good evening. Good, good evening to your listeners as well. Deloitte, I'll start with you. How are you feeling ahead of the trip to Belfast? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm, uh, we're all ready to go. We're prepared. We, we know what we've got to do. And uh, all we have to do is to take the trip now and then take the trip to the ring when we get there. And you're confident of coming back with, with victory? As always, we prepare for victory, we get the victory, and we come back with the victory. 
Okay, great stuff. So let's get the thoughts then, gentlemen, of the state of boxing in the country. And that's why I brought you in here in studio, uh, Colin and Malibongwe and Lois. So just to find out where we are, we're trying to create a base. It's a new show. We just want to find out which area are the areas of concern, what's good, what's working, and what's not working. And I think, Colin, I'll start with you. Out of 10, maybe, where would you say is SA Boxing as a whole at the moment and why? Sure. Probably around six. And... um, the reason why I say six, I think, you know, boxing was t- about three years ago when SABC announced that boxing would be back. Yeah. There was a lot of hope. Mm. And before that, I would have given it boxing probably around a four mm-hmm. out of ten. You know, with boxing being back on SABC and now there hasn't been some boxing on SABC for a while now. You know, people are obviously starting to get edgy. Like, mm. what's going on? We need more fights. So... <coughs> I I would think that the biggest thing within boxing in South Africa is opportunities and fights. Mm. And I feel that the young fighters in development need more action. And it's always been a problem, but more so now because we're in a situation where we really have young emerging talent mm. from amateurs who've just turned professional and they need opportunities. So I think boxing can succeed and i think it can increase and i think by the end of the year we could probably strive for a seven and a half eight out of ten mm. but my opinion right now i think we're sitting on a six 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 from colin nathan malibongo uh i think uh i can go with uh colin six is uh it's a number i can give the i can rate the boxing mm. because <coughs> since uh, that blackout it has been slowly trying to get on its feet uh, especially mo- uh, now lately we haven't seen much of a of a pro- uh, bo- boxing action mm. yeah most of the fights were not uh, broadcasted and yeah yeah there's a six Deloitte. Uh, i think i'll go i'll go to four Whoa. I'd go to four because uh, you, you, you measure, I think you measure the standard of boxing firstly by the number of fights that you have a year. Mm. If you look at the Eastern Cape, for instance, that usually uh, has more than 60 fights all by itself a year. It had less than 30 last year. And uh, Jobek also, though it was the busiest province, it also had uh, uh, far, far less numbers than usual. Now, if you look at the total of South Africa, we, 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 have, we have never really, for a long time, South Africa has had less than 95, nine fights, nine oh fights a year. But now look at what is happening now. No fights, nothing. And now if you look at the venues, the, the venues that have been uh, holding uh, fights in the past, you look at the venues, less venues now are there. No more the kind of venues that we've been seeing all the time. And at the same time, you look at the venues, look at the figures, look at the numbers that are attending uh, the, the tournament, simply because now they are lost. They are lost for numbers, they are lost for stars in terms of, 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 of action. Mm. And then you look at television. Mm. SADC, two or three years back, they said, we all were saying, like Colin was saying, boxing is back, but the truth is, boxing is not back. How many times just last year? Did you see live boxing on television? Mm. As a result, our boxers, our good boxers, are not known like they used to. Don't talk at, look at SABC now alone. Also, mm. look at, at Supersport. It has lost a lot of power, especially when it comes to international boxing. What do we see now in terms of international boxing? Nothing. Big fights that we used to, 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 to watch. And that's why I'm saying, in terms of our boxing, I think I can go down as well. Mm, six, six, and and a four, and it seems like the TV issue here is a big thorn in the flesh. And I think I'm going to start right there because I had, was going to leave it for later. But you've all raised it, Colin. You've raised it, Loisa. You'll raise it, and I'm going to pick uh, that up after this quick break. Seven, Seven to, to eight, 8 p.m. Sport, Sport on with, with Tabiso Masia. 
891 You can join the conversation at any time. We're also on social media, SAFM Sport on the hashtag there. TV seems to be the big issue, Colin. Uh, let's talk about this TV rights issue. Maybe you can educate us here. You mentioned that we were told boxing is back on SA, uh, SABC, but we're still not seeing the top fights. We're not seeing the executioner on SABC. We're not seeing DJ on SABC, uh, the Nomevas, Chain Reaction. What's the issue here from your understanding with the TV rights? You know, I, I I simply am an employee for SABC. I do commentary. Mm. I'm an analyst, as you know, and I don't, I don't make those decisions on what goes on air and what doesn't. Mm. Um, obviously, there are different networks. There's Supersport, there's SABC. Um, I believe now that there's Fox Africa and there's obviously Kwesi. And, and I think that's pretty healthy for the market, except there needs to be more. Mm. And and unfortunately or fortunately, I, I am a boxing fan by heart, so I'm mm. greedy. Mm. And when I say I'm greedy, I'm greedy for fights because I love watching boxing. I'm a boxing fan by heart. And I simply want more. So it's a question of, well, you know, you drive a VW, the next step is you want a BMW, and then after the BMW, you want a Porsche. And it's you just want, you want a better things for the market here and that's mm. what I want as a fan I just simply want to watch boxing mm. ideally Lois, how, how does it work how should boxing and TV promoters work on which fights uh, who gets what and who gets what uh, <clears throat> I think the <clears throat> the biggest the biggest challenge started around the year 2009 because I think that is the time when uh, the economic slump really hit SABC. Mm. Because we always talk about the economy of boxing as well as uh, uh, our boxing under the current economy. SABC actually pays for the fights. When they have to show a fight, they pay the rights, they pay the the, 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 the promoter. Mm. But now what actually happened now around 2009 was that SABC, for some reason, I don't know, it sold all its rights to one promoter. It contracted one promoter to uh, promote all South African title fights, also as well as uh, world and international fights. Now that took the whole power away from boxing in South Africa because boxing in South Africa before that was the one that was actually uh, uh, allocating fights to promoters or SADC doing that because SADC was uh, dealing directly with the promoters, promoters applying there, and then the bo- Boxing SA now giving the final yes or no to the, 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 the allocation of the game. Mm. But once now it was given to one promoter, it stopped. And then when now that was challenged, and now it stopped again because now it is no longer one promoter, Boxing SA has in time itself a favor itself mm. by actually now uh, compromising its power as the the, the 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 regulator of boxing in this country by actually taking its offices to the department of 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 of, of, of sport and delegating the powers of allocating TV gates to the department, which is something that's not supposed to be done. So what should happen was either boxing SA in conjunction with SABC to actually decide on the dates or boxing SA to allow promoters like before to deal directly, not just one promoter, to deal directly with the promoters and play the fight. But now at this point, I don't really know what is happening because we were told that boxing was back, but you don't see live TV, not at all. And then if you come to super sports, yes, we see from time to time our national fight by uh, uh, the promoters that are uh, conducted to, 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 to super sports, mm. and then that's it. When it comes to the big time fights, we want. I'm sure now we're not going to see GTG and uh, and, and and Canelo, mm. and I don't know if we will still see Joshua and uh, uh, Wilder when they come. So the situation in its own self is a must. I think now it will have to start with boxing FA by actually clearing up the matter with SABC going forward. Uh-huh. Malibongo, besides TV. Is the media doing enough to cover boxing, though? You write in the back pages. I've seen your stories. Um, I've seen Bongani Makasela. I've seen Mesuli. But are we doing enough to to, to, to give uh, a boxing a platform in the media? Uh, uh, as a media, I think we are doing our best 
to get the stories out there because we tried every time when there's a tournament we profile boxers we cover tournaments so i think we are we are doing enough mm. then it's 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 up to the boxing community your uh, boxing stakeholders your promoters and boxing people to market the sport Mm, and shout out to the group on Facebook, Umda El Boxing. Those guys are keeping boxing alive on Facebook. Colin, I'm sure you know all about <laughs> them. But I want to go to the boardroom now because uh, uh, Loiso touched on the boardroom. Uh, there's a new board in charge, Loiso Omkia. Well, the old new board, if, if you can put it that way, because some guys <laughs> were there previously. What's your view on, on the new board? Uh, so I'm, I, I don't know because they are really new. I don't know what they are going to do. But all I know is that it's the same faces. There are five old members. Mm. Then I think there's only two. But now, if I have to say, okay, they are new, I think they're going to come into the same challenge that all these uh, faces, all boards that are coming, inheriting everything that was done or undone by a previous board. Because the uh, problem is that I, I don't know where it starts and where it ends. But all I know is that even if you go to conventions, nothing is ever implemented. It comes like a, a situation where you have a board that does not listen uh, to its, 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 to, to its uh, uh, licenses, or sometimes a board that does not even listen to itself. Because when it comes to rules and regulations, you find always find a lot of inconsistencies in, when, when, and, and in terms of, of, of applying them. And at the same time, when it comes to their policies, it is the same. Yes, maybe the policies because I have never, I have never uh, come to a point where I hear of the board having a a a a a a, a, um, a, 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 a workshop, mm. their own workshop with regard to policies. Since policies were were, were done by Bongani Kumar, it has mm. never happened. Which is why you find sometimes a lot of times they are taken to court. Which is what was, which is what the old board was doing. It was almost every day going to court, and it lost about four or five cases in a row. That was because of its inconsistency in terms of, in terms of the rules and also in terms of the policy. I hope now that this new board will, when it comes to that, come out with a clearer picture. Besides TV, Colin, what's the first thing that they need to sort out this new board? Where should they start? It's been a few months. It has been a few months, and... Someone actually asked me this morning what I felt about the new board as well. And I need to say this. I'm going to give them six months before I can comment because not much has been done yet. Mm. Um, And there are old faces, but these old faces have got experience. And they've got experience because they've been in the game. Now, you don't necessarily need to know boxing to run it. Mm -hmm. But you do need people who know <coughs> boxing to give advice and you need to learn and understand that and it's mm. not about egos or because unfortunately sp- sports fueled by ego uh, at the best of times you know there's a lot of fighters i believe from grassroots level that shouldn't be fighting the standards really really poor mm. so if you go to licensing and you see some of these fighters and some of them aren't south african yeah. and you you, your eyebrows get raised and you think to yourself, well, the guy can't even throw a jab. How's he passed? Mm. And that happens, and that's a problem throughout the country. Now, I don't have a problem with fighters who are journeymen because journeymen are characters who fill the gap for fighters who need to be built. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. I'm not calling them a bum. Some of these fighters are really good fighters, but they're not going to achieve championship status. <laughs> and I think what we need to do is marketing from... The very first pro fight. And the mm-hmm. promoters need to listen to this because they also, um, some of them are guilty for not marketing the events. And that's mm. why some of the events are empty. Mm. Empty, empty, empty. Mm. So we need villains and we need heroes. And I think that starts right at the beginning. And that starts when these young fighters, male and female, mm. turn professional. And that's where they start developing mm. into heroes or villains.
I think they need a media department, first of all. I mean, there's not a media department and we can never get information out to the media about what's happening and we end up writing or reporting our own stories, not having all the facts and sometimes they could be not too accurate, but we're not getting anything from boxing uh, South Africa. Malibongwa, your a colleague in the print industry, Spoom Selegu, City Press Sports Editor, came out. He said it very clear that Dr. Ngatane is not the right man for the job. He said he's, he's his friend, but he doesn't think that he's the right man for the job because he's been in charge before and not much did he do. Uh, do you agree with him there? Do you see the article? Yeah, I did uh, read the article. <laughs> but uh, for me, I'd say it's, I won't necessarily say it, we need him or we don't need him. Mm. But the thing is, I think uh, Boxing South Africa needs some uh, new plots. Mm to come up with the innovation ways to take the sport to another level because some of them have been there forever but if they can get uh, get out and giving a chance to other people maybe uh, boxing south africa will be on a higher note again Mm. Well, if you've just joined the conversation, we're talking about the state of uh, boxing in South Africa. Just to find out where uh, we are at the moment, Malibongo Bido, the journalist we just heard from now, Colin Nathan, boxing trainer, also with us, and uh, Loi Somkia, also with us. When After this break, I want to talk about the main stakeholders now, the boxers, uh, because there's the feeling that we don't have the quality boxers um, anymore. So I want to get the thoughts of the gentleman here with us about that. 7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Masia. 7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Masia. Call Tabiso now. 0891-104-207. Colin, I mentioned it. There is a feeling that we don't have the same quality as maybe back in the days. Uh, the boxers are just not good enough uh, compared to yesteryear. You've already said that there's some good boxers, but what do you make of this argument? I think that we need more opportunities. Um, and Laurie so touched on it briefly with the economic situation. You know, it's very difficult to import a very top quality world-class fighter or legitimate world champion. Um, the last I heard yesterday, the Rand was at 12.95 to the dollar. Now, mm. that's, that's a lot of money compared to where it was in 2008. Mm. So that's a massive problem. I think what we need is just more opportunity. We have the talent. We have the ability. Some fighters will swim and some fighters will, will sink, and that's just the way of the world. You know, Not every fighter can be a, a world champion. But we have legitimate ch- championship fighters and talent in South Africa mm. and Africa. All we need now is the opportunity. And what I think is going to be happening in the future is that we can build a fighter. But if the rank keeps slumping the way it is, we're going to have to be sending our fighters abroad and take that risk. And like I'm saying, some will swim and some will sink. What exactly do you mean by opportunity? You know, we can do we can do world championships to a point, mm-hmm. but when it comes to unifications or you know <coughs> trying to get a WBC world champion to South Africa, it's it's financially very expensive it's right. costly um you know some of these world champions won't come come out for less than $150,000 that's a lot of money mm. it really is if you could if you do the conversion then it's sanction fees then it's officials the belt uh, combination etc i mean there's a lot that goes into to putting on a world championship bout mm. um and even an IBO world championship bout so what i'm saying to you is is that when these fighters can get to that point I don't think we'll be able to be in a position financially in South Africa to bring these legitimate world champions to our shores to contest for these championships. Mm. I'm not saying it's impossible because there is funding out there <coughs> and sponsorships and corporate uh, are funding. But by and large, it's getting tougher and tougher. Every time the ran weakens, it's tougher for the fighters here in South Africa. Mm. And Loiso, your boxer Zolanitete, I mean, has always said that he wants to fight in the country. He wants to fight his big fights here in South Africa, but he always has to go um, overseas to go t- to go and fight like he's going uh, tomorrow. I mean, how do you feel about this? Yes, that is, <clears throat> that is very true. Zolani wants to fight at home, but uh, unfortunately the economics of the country don't allow that. And uh, it is also the reason why now our stars, like Zolani, Kevin Lerena, Eki Padna, Fuzile, Murutin Talani, Kijon Butelezi, and others, we cannot really measure them against big-time opposition because of the economic situation. And uh, if we could be able to do that, and also also be able to do other boxers that are coming up and be able to test them against the rest 
of 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 or the best of the world. It's them that could have a situation to whether to say our boxers are good enough or are not good enough. So um, it's unfair at this point to actually say our boxers are not good enough simply because we cannot test them, simply because we cannot see them. If we could, if our boxers could get the opportunity, we've had years. It is historic how many good boxers have been produced in this country because we've got good boxers, we've got good trainers. But like Colin is saying, without the opportunity, how can you say now they are not as good as owners? I, I, I'm not one who believes that yesterday's boxers were better than today's boxers. I don't believe that at all. I believe mm. that every generation has got its own good boxers. And at the same time, there are boxers who would have been good in any generation. So Lani Tete, for instance, he was lucky. He was taken up by this international promoter and he's fighting. Can you imagine now what would be happening? Kim Zolan was also stuck here at home like other boxers. We would not know how great he is and he would still be saying those these boxers are not as good as they are predecessors. Uh, I, I think it's a question of opportunity. I think it's a question of exposure. Colin, you want to add in there? Uh, kind of disagree uh, with Laurie. So, I mean, I agree, but I disagree. You know, Heki Butler gets a chance to fight the unified champion on the 20th of May in Japan, Takuchi. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Sir. For no, the no, WBA. Sorry, I missed that one. In fact, I was just, I was just gearing up in terms of the list of boxers that are actually good. Sorry, sorry about that. And then also you got Maruti Mzalani fighting yes, for the vacant IBF fighting. World Championship on the undercard of Manny Pacquiao. Yes. So there are opportunities. There are opportunities. It's up to these fighters to take advantage of these opportunities and win these championships because mm. they're good enough. But, again, could we do these fights here in South Africa? Mm. It would take a lot of funding, a lot of finance, you know, a lot of corporate sponsors investing. And I really feel that these corporate funders and sponsors and so forth they should get involved in boxing because the marketing opportunity for these businesses is just great corner cushions ring mats even sponsors sponsoring fighters old buck back in the day and yeah i mean a lot ellerins vodacom Mm. etc it's just great marketing and it's just Mm. great giving back and boxing there's no history in sport quite like boxing if Mm. you go back there's this boxing's deep Mm. deeply deeply bound in, in, in rich history of sport. You know, I think back, if you think back to the 1920s, and I wasn't around in those days, but obviously I'm well read, the most coveted sport, the prize in sport was the heavyweight championship of the world. Yeah. You know, I wish we could go back to those days. It's you, going to be difficult. You touched on Muruti quickly. Um, I heard you speak to the SABC sport team yesterday. How was this elevated to a world title fight again? It was always part of the plan. Um, when Maruti got back into the IBF ratings, it was my mission to do this. And then I contacted um, my team abroad and we started moving Maruti. And initially, it was going to be for the elimination for the number one spot. Mm. But I knew even before then that Nitas was going to move up because the person that I was dealing with um, was very close to the Nitas camp and he assured me that he was going to move up and this fight would be elevated to world championship status. I got that email three days ago. So I always kind of knew. And when we started training Maruti for this fight, it was always going to be in my mind for the world championship. Ah, nice one there. Uh, Mali, off the top of your head, I mean, if there's a youngster listening to us, a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, who wants to know who are some of the top boxers in the country at the moment. I mean, back in the day, we could mention the names of uh, The Beast, uh, Lashia Sekali, uh, Wonderboy Nene, Schoolboy Memani, uh, Mbulelo Potile, all these guys. I mean, today, who do you mention after Zolani Tete and Nomeva? Mm, like the guys like uh, Lerena, Kevin Lerena, Yo, no me va. Heki Butler. Yeah, we have a uh, quite of uh, talented uh, fi- fi- fighters here yeah, in South mm. Africa, yes. Mm. And Azinga, gents, where do you guys rate Azinga Fu- Fuzil? A lot of people are raving about him. I think he's really good. I think he's really, really talented, really good. Good looking kid, very mm. charismatic, sells him at the Orient Theatre. <laughs> Um, I, I know that he had weight problems on Sunday. He missed the weight by quite a bit. There's been speculation that he's going to move up to lightweight. Malibongo is smiling at me. <laughs> and there's an intriguing fight there down at the Orient between him and Nomeva. Yeah. Um, 
I think it makes for a very compelling story, doesn't it? Because you've got the chief actor who trained yes, Mameva and he trained Nzinga. I don't know if Nzinga should move up to lightweight straight away. Um, maybe junior light, but hey, I, I don't know what his eating habits are. All I know is he's a young kid and he's going to grow. So he'll probably end up as a lightweight junior welterweight. Um, I think he's really good. I, I spoke to his trainer during the week. He says I because... Uh, Lightweight is the only division who's got a lot of competition, so that's why it's, it's going there and they want to compete. Taloid, mm. how do you see this kid, this golden boy, Azinga Fuzile? I think he'll go all the way. His style is unconventional. It's just a pity that maybe you guys never saw Ngosana Mkaji. I always say he's a younger South Pole version of Ngosana Mkaji. Hmm. Um, he, he is fast, he comes from all directions, throws a lot of punches, he's got a lot of power. And now he's moving up to the lightweight division, which makes the lightweight division even more interesting. Imagine now he's going to be coming against the likes of Vegeta, the likes of Momeva, hmm. the likes of Musanda, Komanisi. And there is a dark horse here that's called Siposeti Mbula, who's hmm. also in the lightweight division. Okay. Give all of these guys a good run for, for their money, but even the same stadium as Azina. So it's interesting times are coming for, for, for the lightweight division. At the same time, interesting times are coming for our boxing. But truth of the matter is that coming back now to where you're saying, what are the names that firstly come to mind mm. from a youth, a teenager or a youngster that mm. says, who are our champions? Truth is, it's the same names that we just mentioned now because all the others, they have got to be seen on television to be actually be known. There is none. How long do you think they can keep Azinga in the Eastern Cape for, Colin? Um, you know, keep him there. You know, he's winning. He's selling out, you know, stadium for venues and keeping him there. There's going to come to a point where he's going to have to travel. And, you know, he had a fight outside there where he absolutely um, took Chafu and Munyai apart. Mm. Um, but... He, he, if he has to fight, you know, one of the legitimate world champions and he keeps winning, provided he gets to that position, he's going to have to fight abroad. And that's going to be interesting, going into a hostile territory. Because, you know, some fighters have got that big fight temperament. And I think he showed that when he fought Munyai. Mm. He went in there and he did the business and he looked very impressive. Mm. Um, some will say Munyai kind of wasn't his best. And, he, you know, he lost to World Child Rafiru Mayima afterwards. But by and large, you know, he did what he had to do. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, I've enjoyed watching and following Azinga's career. Um, I didn't watch his fight on Sunday, naturally, I've heard. It didn't last very long. But certainly a talent and certainly one to, to, to watch for. And there are. There's some great fights now at lightweight if, mm. if he has indeed moved to lightweight, which I suspect he has. So, I mean, a fight down there with him and Nomeva or V12 would just be compelling, wouldn't it? Okay, great. Oh, I want to talk about promoters after this quick break. From power plants and rail corridors to car factories and space science, Crema Media's engineering news offers comprehensive coverage of South Africa's real economy and the companies and people that make it tick. Subscribe now at engineeringnews.co.za. Crema Media's engineering news, not just for engineers. Business. The ball is now in our court. Business as usual is no longer enough. Sustainable profit can only come from business with purpose. That's the shared value business approach. To find out more, join us at the 2018 Africa Shared Value Summit, 24 to 25 May. Book your ticket at africasharedvaluesummit.com today. The Africa Shared Value Summit is brought to you by APSA, Nando's, Old Mutual, Enel, Discovery, JC Deco, and the World Food Program. Call Tabiso now. 0891-104-207. We've got some questions also from social media. I'll, I'll get into them now uh, quickly. Uh, but you touched on Nomeva just before the break, uh, Colin. Mm-hmm. He's back from the U.S., he was with you for some time. Correct. Still unbeaten, but he doesn't seem to get that big break. What's going on there? You know, he probably is the most unluckiest fight that I've ever worked with. We just had fights cancelled and mm. just bad luck. Bad, bad luck. Um, I think the world of his talent. Um, unfortunately, I think it might be getting squandered. But, you know, he's just come back with a with a semi-decent win, winning the WBF World Championship. Mm-hmm. And I say semi-decent because he could have looked better doing it. But, you know, 
yeah, I don't, I haven't even spoken to him or spoken to him about it. We still call. Mm. I still love the guy. I wish him all the best. Um, but again, it, it's going to come down to opportunity, and and you know he's really been unfortunate and unlucky in his career. Malu. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a sad story when it comes to a boxing career of Nomeva. He has been encountered a lot of unlucky, you see. Mm. Yeah, but I think the thing about him, it's a, it's a talented boxer. He just it has been unlucky and to and to the boxer like him, I think if we can do a lot of marketing for mm. our boxers, mm. maybe things can be better, like taking them abroad. Mm. Yeah. How do we take him to the next level, Loyusom? You're 24 and oh, but if you ask people around the country, they don't know who he is. Well, non-boxing people That's anyway. Very, that is very true. And taking <clears throat> taking now to the next level is, uh, can only be done by a promoter. Mm. and nobody else. And unfortunately, it looks like it hasn't happened because when he left home, yeah, he, on, mm. he was going to Golden Gloves. Mm. And the Golden Gloves was the biggest promoter in, in, in Africa. And as it seems, nothing worked out really well because he only fought in Zonka Farmer. And after that, he, was, he, he came back to fight here at home. And after that, that was all was finished. And nothing else was happening. And then, uh, uh, means were made here to actually get him to America to sell him to the Americans. But mm. as it is, he stayed there, he sparred there, he did a lot of things there, but it looked like no promoter did take the bite. And that is why now he's got to come and fight back home here now for the, the WBF title. And that the only way to, 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 to get him at the next level is for a, a promoter to actually give him those fights. And I think at this stage, two, two promoters are actually able to do that. It's three Golden Stars and cover promotions here in Eastern. But then he was discovered before, before he left. Mm. So it is a make situation that I, I cannot I, I cannot understand myself. Took a lot of pictures too in, during his time in the US then the Mayweather Jima and Omeva. Let's talking about promoters now. We've touched on this Loisomkia. I mean there've been many headlines for all the wrong reasons because of non payment. How do we make sure that this doesn't happen, especially as often as it's happening? Uh, the, the, the the biggest challenge there is uh, that uh, the promoters really that actually are not able to uh, pay upfront, pay up the money, is because they do not have the money. And uh, the real truth is that we don't really have promoters. We have people who are like agents. If you come, for instance, to the Eastern Cape, you'll find that almost all the fights that are here, if not all the fights, let me take off almost, mm. the government is paying. And then now, the red tape of government and all of that makes it impossible for them. They put on the tape, but now it's actually impossible for them to get that money up front. You only find promoters who are able to pay that money in Johannesburg, in, in Gauteng. Because in Gauteng, the money is coming from the private sector. Those, are, those promoters are able to first, number one, put the money themselves up front. And at the same time, after that, the sponsors come in. Now, if you ask me now to say, what can we do? Maybe, maybe the, 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 the whole thing is to take the confidence of the private sector and take it into boxing. How? By actually having the private sector have power in boxing. Boxing now is under an act of parliament. And uh, the private companies, when I was in boxing in South Africa, I went to a lot of companies. And all they were telling me is how are we going to be able to put our money in boxing and then have to answer to parliament? So if you could give some power to the private company and say, come, and actually be in the forefront of running boxing, that would be much better because maybe a private company could say, well, we'll pick our own CEO or we'll pick our own CFO to make sure that our finances are run directly by us. Then you as Boxing SA and all of that, you run the operations. Maybe that would be the way, because that is the only way to actually get boxing going with money flowing. If there was no government here, I'm telling you, here in this state, you would have a single fight for a whole year. Boxing would just be dead as a dodo. It would only happen. In fact, in other provinces, where 
Because if you go to, to the free state, tournaments only happen there when there is Makufe, and Makufe is government. They put on the money, and then you go to 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 to, to KZN. Government puts on the money there for the, for the promotion. And then it's only now in, 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 in Cape Town where you have the Karakoda promotions and others putting up the money, and then you go to Hauteng, you have Kolenka promotions, real steel promotions, and uh, some other promotions putting on the money. So what I'm saying is that if now there was no government, only the companies that have got sponsors from private from the private sector would mm. be able to get boxing. They are only in Cape Town and in Gauteng. Mm. Then what does it mean? It means there must be a private public partnership to get boxing going. Mm. Confidence in the private sector to actually be able to run boxing and report to each side. Mm. How frustrating is this for the boxers, Colin? I, I remember Nomeva, I think it was still with you guys when he had to go to Cape Town and the fight was cancelled and he threatened to quit the sport after that because uh, these things were just happening. I mean, this must really be annoying. Yeah, it's affected me as a trainer as well. You know, mm. fights being cancelled due to lack of funding or the fact that there's been no money in the BSA boxing account so fighters cannot weigh in because then BSA will be obviously... Um, accountable to yeah. that so it's very frustrating you know and yes i'm a golden gloves man and i'm proud to say it but you know Rodney berman who i don't know if he's listening here tonight but he really should be in the boxing hall of fame in canastota yeah. but you know when golden gloves gives out a date for a fight it's that date and yeah. never gets changed you'll never hear of uh, you know fights might fall off and you know there might be changes to the ball but that's the given date because things are done properly but often you, you get fights that are announced that are postponed by a week or postponed by a month or they fall away, you know, fictitious fights and stuff, I call it, or fictitious dates or whatever it is. And that's because of lack of funding. So mm. if if the funding was there, these, these tournaments would not be canceled. There wouldn't be postponements. Um, certain promoters are reliant on funding and that's okay, but they need to tick all the boxes before they announce the dates. And the money's got to be in the bank. That's as simple as that. The money's got to be in the bank, and the money's got to be paid over to BSA within fourteen uh, before fourteen days. And what happened was, I believe in the old act, I think it was thirty days, Malabongwe, okay. and they changed it to for fourteen days. So if you're telling me you haven't paid BSA fourteen days before your event, and you're still telling people it's going to happen, I have a serious, serious problem with that. And I believe BSA should have a serious, serious problem with that. BSA are coming down a lot hard on these promoters. Mm -hmm. They are forcing them to pay the 10%, but it's not good enough. Um, and uh, I, I think the CEO, Cholo, is doing a great job, Lejeka, for Boxing South Africa. He's a young, dynamic, charismatic guy, mm. and I enjoy working with him and his ops director, Cindy. These are dynamic people. Mm. But, you know, these promoters need to get all their ducks in order. They have to tick all the boxes because at the end of the day, when they pull off, a f pull off out of a show... It's a rippling effect. Everyone feels the crunch from the fighters to the fighter sponsors to the trainers to, to the, the men. You know, it's a rippling effect. And, and that's also a big issue in South African boxing. Mm. After this break, I want to pose this question from Twitter. It says, can you ask your guest from Stembiso Magwaza, how does Saskok or BSA choose the boxers that compete in Olympics and Commonwealth Games because they are not good anymore? Tabiso Masia on SAFM. Tabiso Masia on SAFM. 7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Masia. Do you want to take that, Colin? How do they choose the boxes? Um, I, I am friendly with Andili Mofu. Mm -hmm. uh, the president of Sonobo. Yes, but my understanding is, and, and again, I'm a professional trainer, my understanding would be is Malabongo or Luisa, maybe you guys can, can clarify for this, this for me, but there has to be a certain level of uh, qualifying. So you win the national championships and you then become uh, a springbok part of the national team in South Africa. And then you've got to qualify. You've got to go to the zone, zone fives or zone six or zone fours. Mm -hmm. And then there's obviously the All-Africa Games, the African Cup. And if you excel in that, I think it's a gold or silver, you can progress to, say, for, exa say for exa example, the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. And you need to get, a, I believe, a gold or silver to yeah. compete further. Yeah, mm. it's, uh, I understand that they, they are taking from uh, top 10 in Africa. So mm -hmm. the two who went to the, to the Commonwealth, 
they they were on top five. Ah, Snetemba Blomenem. Yeah. Ah, okay. As we wrap up now, Loiso Mkia, there's also this phenomenon. Oh, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a phenomenon, but it's happening a lot lately. Box and dine, gentlemen. There are mixed feelings about this box and dine when there's a boxing tournament. People sit on the table, they eat with a fucking knife and they clap hands and that vibe is gone. And then you get that crew from the Eastern Cape coming in a bus and they want to sing. And then the security guards around <laughs> them saying you're too loud. What do you make of this, Loi and, and And why is it happening? There's clearly a reason. Uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, I, I must say that uh, box and dine is um, has has always been uh, regarded as illegal in South African boxing because there's uh, there's food and also there is liquor and all of that. But I must also say that I am one of the people myself and uh, uh, Jeff Ellis. Mm. We are the two people that actually, when I was still in boxing, SA brought back uh, the the the. the the boxing dines mm. in, in, in South Africa with some new rules in terms of what to drink, how to drink, and all of that. Because we realized that uh, uh, the crowds were living, especially the white crowds were living boxing. And we had to go now out of the way to actually woo them back to boxing. And because, again, when it comes to boxing dines, it's actually really 90 to 95 percent is the, 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 the white fans that actually buy the tables. Yes, it may be dangerous, but I think up to now it has been safe and safe enough, especially when it comes to, say, from a certain distance between uh, the first table and the, 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 the ring, and at the same time, the kind of, 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 of uh, uh, cups or glasses. You cannot have glasses and all of that we, we, when, when it comes to the drinking and all of that. I actually like it because it brings some people who not normally come to boxing to boxing but now it's got to be done now in an orderly manner in order to make sure that it is still safe and the, and your boxers are calling where do they prefer to fight i mean and that noise at the orient theater or with just people clapping hands at the box and dine look for me my adrenaline pumps regardless of where i'm at mm. um when i fought at the orient with ndongeni and he was on my shoulders after he knocked a guy out mm. it was incredible when i walked into uh, Scotland to fight uh, Josh Taylor with Warren Jubey and we got booed endlessly by 5,000 fans. My adrenaline was pumping. When I walked into the ring on Sunday with Lorota Tlamini in Empress Palace, mm. my, my blood was pumping, my heart was beating and my, my adrenaline was pumping. Box and dine as well. It's no different. If it's a good fight for me, I'm, I'm there. It's all about boxing for me at the end of the day. It's all about you know getting in there and, and getting that adrenaline rush with my fighter. Naturally, when there's a big crowd and they're all screaming and shouting and and and, and you know you know singing songs and so forth that does uplift you but at the end of the day even at the box and dine fights when there's a good fight and the crowd are on their feet it makes no difference if they've got a knife or fork in their hand mm. they're screaming for their guy mm. Apiwa Pigo on twitter says there was a good initiative by dixie mula he was doing let alone the way it ended but if they can try to bring that back our boxing can attract more sponsors. You don't want to go there. That's a topic for another day. We're still uh, trying to find the money. The boxers are still waiting for their money. They're very, very uh, sad case. We're going to have to wrap it there, gentlemen. Uh, thank you very much for coming into studio and just joining this conversation. And I want to end with this uh, uh, message from Bantu Mona, who says that uh, we can't have Zolani only as our main leading boxer. Uh, the score for boxing, I agree with Loiso, is 4 out of 10. We need a 10 around. And he also says Boxing South Africa Africa must leave the government offices first and things will work better. But Colin Nathan, thank you very much. Uh, what's coming up? Heki and Muruti. Uh, uh, Heki and Muruti. And, um, you know, let's, let's do this again, except okay. let's talk about boxing internationally. You know, mm. it's kind of been a little negative, I, th I think. Yeah. And, and I really would like to see things turn around positively in South African boxing. And I really do believe that we do have the talent. Mm. And Loisa, to Zolani and you, I want to wish you all the best in your championship. I can't see this guy going 12, to be honest with you. So all the best. Okay, no, we'll do it again. We just want to create a base so we know where the challenges are. And as we go along now, we're going to talk about uh, the good stuff also and the real issues in boxing. But that's it. My time is up. Uh, there'll be more sport with Bed Brown tomorrow morning, of course, on uh, Sunrise with Stephen Hrotis. And always any ideas, suggestions, email the cool chick sport on safm.co.za. Ashraf Gada is up next. But before that, let's hear from the news department. My name is Tabi Somosia.